Welcome to the Content 10X Podcast, the show where content creators learn how to harness the power of content repurposing. And now, your host, Amy Woods. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Content 10X Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Woods, and I've got an amazing episode for you today because I've got a brilliant guest, Kate Arl. Kate is the owner of Simple Pin Media. She helps content creators and small business owners grow their businesses using Pinterest. And Kate's also a speaker, a blogger, a podcaster, a coach, a busy mom. Um, Kate, welcome to the show. Thanks, Amy, for having me. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> have I missed anything in your introduction? I'm sure I have. <laughs> no, you got you got it all. It was pretty good, actually. I'm like, I need to include more of that in my <laughs> website. Very, very busy person. <laughs> yes. Um, so um, it's brilliant to have you on the show. Thank you very, very much. And Pinterest is something that we haven't really talked about much on the um, on the Content 10X podcast. I'm, I'm really looking forward to talking to you today. Um, so um, firstly, Kate, so how did you get into um, Pinterest and uh, kind of the, the background of Simple Pin Media? Yeah, I was working in 2010 and 11 and 12 for a local blogger that was a friend of mine. And she primarily blogged about local couponing and deals that you could find in the area. And in the US, it was a big time of the recession. So a lot of people were really down and out and looking for ways to make money. And during this time too, my husband had also lost his job. So this was a time where me working for her, even though it was part-time, was still helping to make up for our family's income loss that we had had. So I was doing Facebook for her and a lot of blog editing and blog management, affiliate marketing. So I understood the blogger content creator world really, really well. And then in 2013, Facebook changed their algorithm where they were no longer giving business pages the amount of free organic traffic that they had been getting. And for specifically somebody who was talking talking about deals and couponing, they were pretty active and heavily used the platform to drive traffic to their websites. So this was a big blow to them, um, not only traffic wise, but monetary, like it was pretty significant. So they really were looking for where's the next place that I can get traffic, um, especially the type of traffic that Facebook used to give them. And they weren't quite primed to pay for ads yet. Facebook really hadn't released um, a really well-designed platform at that time for running ads. And so the thought of doing online ads was pretty foreign to most of them. So then we hopped over to Pinterest, which I had been using as well for business, but we hadn't used it as strategically as we were using Facebook. So during 2013, I spent a lot of time really trying to figure out what was working and not working on Pinterest. And then during that time too, my husband's unemployment had run out. So we were really, really down and out. Like we were only living on a thousand dollars a month for a family of five, Mm. which was pretty distressing for Mm. us. So we had to come up with another option. And the friend I was working for had said, well, why don't you try managing Pinterest pages for bloggers? And I really thought she was crazy. I didn't think anybody would go for that because at the time there weren't, there were virtual assistants, but there wasn't anybody specializing in certain types of social management. And so there, for me, there wasn't anybody to go to and like model my business after. 
but I decided to ask if she had a couple beta clients who would be interested in taking me on and seeing if this actually would work. And so in 2014, in January of 2014, I started Simple Pin and had three clients and worked with them to come up with a really good system that worked effectively for bloggers and content creators. And then the referrals just kind of fun, they kind of tumbled in after that. So Simple Pin was very much just me the first year. And then after that, it grew to where I couldn't manage it anymore. And so I started hiring a team and we've now, you know, we're now at 107 clients and I have a team of 35. So we've definitely grown into a full-fledged management agency. And that has been really fun to wow. just work with Pinterest and do all things Pinterest and help a lot of content creators. And we definitely understand their world and their struggles. Wow. That's an amazing story. And there's quite a lot of growth in it's quite a short space of time, actually, yes, isn't it? It's it amazing. And do you get, um, do, do you ever get your clients saying to you, um, well, she do Pinterest, would you mind just doing uh, Facebook or Instagram or anything yeah. like that? All the time. <laughs> yeah. In fact, especially, I would say a couple of years ago when we were still growing, a lot of our first initial clients would say, we do Instagram, we do Facebook. Like I love working with you guys. I just feel so confident and I just want to hand it off to you. But learning all the other platforms is, it's exhausting just keeping up with Pinterest. So we've kept it really clean and said, we're not going to branch into any other social platforms. If we did, it would be a totally separate business that has the model of what I'm doing now, but it would be started um, very similar, very similar to Simple Pin. But that that could that's down the road. But it's definitely something that I get asked all the time. Yeah, I absolutely love the focus, though. I think it's brilliant. Um, so, so for anyone who is currently listening to the show now and they're not really too familiar with um, Pinterest, well. What would you say? How would you define what Pinterest is? So Pinterest is basically a cataloging bookmarking tool. So for anybody who's looking to save ideas or save um, maybe articles they want to read later, Pinterest allows you to categorize that into boards that allows you to funnel it. So when Pinterest came out in 2009, a lot of us were still using the bookmarking tool on our computer. Well, what Pinterest allowed us to do is create boards, kind of like buckets. You know, if I have a board that's devoted to Pinterest marketing tips and I find those articles or ideas around the internet, instead of having to bookmark it on my computer, I can save it to my Pinterest board to read it later. So that's how Pinterest users pretty much operate is they are, they're collecting and saving ideas to take action on later, whether it's planning a trip, cooking a meal, a wedding, a business, a project, whatever it is, it's this amazing tool that allows us to categorize and curate our ideas in one place. So it's like, a, it's basically like a, a, an online scrapbook, isn't it? And um, yeah. And, and so some people say, when they talk to me about Pinterest, some people say social media and other people say, well, no, it's a search engine. Um it's kind of, it's funny, isn't it? It's kind of a combination of both because people would go there to search and then find the boards and, and, and also obviously people curate their own boards. Um, do people get, but do you find that people do build communities and get social on Pinterest as well? 
You know, we don't actually. We do find that they, it's more of a search engine for sure. And Pinterest wants to be seen as a search engine as well, not as a social media. The only things that really give like a hat tip to the social piece would be the followers or the social proof of repins or how many, how many monthly engagement, like how many people engage with your content. Those are kind of the only things that would give it to social. But What's interesting is that when you go to Facebook, there's just lots and lots of conversation. But when you go to Pinterest, the joke is that it's the introvert's platform. So you go there to hide and plan and it's very quiet because when you do see comments, it feels like it's a spam comment. It's not authentic. So there there really isn't a lot of conversation, which is nice for those who kind of want to get away from the noise of the other platforms oh yeah for sure so um so for a um so for businesses then um obviously that you know pinterest that that's kind of the view for the user and all the benefits for them um so for businesses how do they make the most of pinterest to um to you know drive traffic to their their websites and their content so I think the first the first thing you have to look at is who your ideal person is. Who's the person that you're writing to? And do you think they are using Pinterest? And if you don't know that, what I tell people to do, first of all, is you can check what's called a source page. And this would be for me, it would be Pinterest.com slash source, S-O-U-R-C-E slash simplepinmedia.com. So the last part is always your website. For you guys in the UK, I think it would be pinterest.uk slash source and then your website. And that shows you what is being pinned onto Pinterest from your site. So if you're thinking, I don't know if anybody's actually sharing my content, you would go there and see if they are already. And if they are, you definitely need to be on Pinterest because they're finding your content valuable. So they're wanting to save it. So if you're a business, you're thinking of Pinterest like Google. So if people are searching on Google for your type of content or the keywords that you're targeting, they might also be doing that on Pinterest as well. So it might be for me, Pinterest marketing tips, blogger tips for Pinterest content marketing on Pinterest. All of these things are are words that I want to engage with so that I can get more people into my audience who need the content that I have. So there, I think a lot of different businesses can use Pinterest. You just need to see, is your person already using it? And if they are, you definitely need to be over there. So if you go to the um, URL that you just shared, um, that's where, so you're seeing if people are pinning from your site, basically. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. I see. Okay. Yep. Here's a good example. There was a local tool maker here in Portland and he was really struggling to know if he should be on Pinterest or not. So we did this type of search, pinterest.com slash source, and then his website. People were already sharing products from his site to boards like Father's Day gift or Mother's Day gift or birthday gift because they were finding that this was such a great product that they wanted to remember it for later so that they could buy it when they needed to get to that point. And so that allowed him to see 
oh, my content's already being shared over there. I definitely need to get a profile that displays my products, my content, so that people can find it easier on Pinterest. Oh, wow. Well, that's really interesting. So for somebody who doesn't actually have a page, that if you're finding that um, you are attracting a Pinterest audience, the next step really is to go and get a good uh, Pinterest profile and start building up your own boards. Is that what you'd recommend? Yes, absolutely. Start with 10 boards, maybe the top 10 keywords that people search to find your content and start filling them up. Brilliant. (laughs) And so, so moving on to um, repurposing. So there's always a kind of heavy, you know, focus on how we can repurpose our content on the show. So let's say um, you have a blog. So you have a weekly blog and you're doing a blog post and you're thinking about how you're going to repurpose the content from the blog um, onto different platforms and you're thinking about Pinterest. So what what would you recommend that somebody could do from the content from their blog um, to get over onto Pinterest? One of the very first things that they can do is create a vertical image. Most content creators don't think about the vertical image. They go for a Facebook image, Twitter image, or even a square image for Instagram. But Pinterest requires that you have a vertical ratio image, and that's a two to three ratio is what they give you. And the specs that are easy for you to remember are it's 600 by 900. And if you stick with that size of image, that is perfect for Pinterest. And a lot of content creators don't have a vertical image. So because Pinterest operates best with a vertical image, that is number one right there, is have a vertical image with a little bit of text on it. So let's say we're talking about a post that you've written that has to do with how to get 100 followers on Facebook in a week. I don't know if that actually exists, but (laughs) there's a good example. So even though you're talking about Facebook and you're primarily focused on getting traffic from Facebook to that post, people on Pinterest are interested in that as well. So you want to have a vertical image. You can take a stock photo if you'd like, but really look at the stock photo and make sure it matches what it is you're talking about. You can also use the same photo that you used for your horizontal image. And then you would put on that vertical image a statement or something that might get them curious about what it is they're going to find when they click through. So it could be how to get more Facebook followers or fans. I can't remember what they're called. How to get a hundred, you could say the statement too, how to get a hundred Facebook fans in a week. And somebody's going to be curious enough to want to click through. And the whole goal of Pinterest is to get people to click through to your content so that you can engage with them because you want them in your tribe. They might be the perfect person for you. So if you're going to repurpose content, a vertical image with text on it is absolutely number one. And a lot of people really, really miss this. And they'll just pin their square or horizontal photos to Pinterest. And those really don't perform well. And where do you, when you, when you pin it to Pinterest, so um, I know you would make, if you've got your own profile, of course, you pin it to there, but do you pin it to other boards as well? And how does that work? Yes, absolutely. So take this same post that you are trying to repurpose about Facebook fans, and you have a main board on Pinterest that's devoted to your own 
content. It's just you pin it there. It's all where your content lives. But maybe you have another board that's titled Facebook tips, Facebook marketing tips. You can pin it there. And then maybe you have another board that's social media tips. You can pin it there as well. You can pin it to any other relevant board on your profile. And you can pin it multiple times too. You don't have to just pin it once and then leave it. For me, I have one post that gets so much traffic from Pinterest that I tend to pin that pretty often because I see that people are engaging with it. So I might pin it to my Pinterest marketing tips board this month. And then next month, after I've pinned a bunch of other stuff to that board, I might pin it again. Pinterest users do not... If you pin the same pin back to back to back to back, of course, they're going to get annoyed. But if you pin the same pin within two weeks or a month, chances are your users won't see that and they won't be annoyed or unfollow you because they think you're spam. <laughs> and is there, are there any kind of um, rules around, um, you know, too much pinning of pins by, by Pinterest themselves? No, there's no. not. In fact, they just recently have officially come out to say that there is no pin max limit, but they always want you to be thinking very strategically about your audience and serving them instead of trying to get your content out there as much as possible. You don't want to blast it out all at the same time or back to back to back. You really want to be conscious of their experience. Right. Okay. And in terms of being able to um, get your pins and your boards found, um, with it being very much a search engine, um, do you need to do any research in terms of keywords and do you tag your, your uh, images? How does that work in, in terms of standing out? Yes, absolutely mm -hmm. want to do search in terms of keywords. There is no keyword research tool like you find with Google, but there is the search bar on Pinterest that will give you some great ideas as to what people are already searching with their search prediction. So if you go up to the search bar on Pinterest and you start typing in something like Pinterest marketing, it will automatically give for you Pinterest marketing tips, Pinterest marketing easy. It will give you a list of keywords and things that people are already searching. If you type into that bar and nothing pops up based on the keyword that you want to use, it means that it's not a very popular search. So you probably shouldn't use it. So you can also, after you type in Pinterest marketing, click enter. And what will happen on the next page is you'll see a series of boxes along the top of your screen. And these are called guided search boxes. And these are the ways that Pinterest also categorizes keywords on the platform. So pay attention to what those words are and use those as well in the following areas. One, you wanna use them in your pin descriptions describing your pin, that's probably the best place to put your keywords into the form of a sentence. Very easy to read, normal sounding sentence, don't keyword stuff. And then number two is your board names. And your board names should probably be no more than two to three words, not whole sentences, but very much like Pinterest marketing tips for bloggers. That's probably just as long as you would want to go. And then in your board description, so that it gives the pins that are in the board context. So Pinterest knows what it is this board is about. So those are the three places you want to add keywords. And so I guess the, the more kind of spot on you are with the keywords, the more likely you're going to get found by um, the people that you want to be finding you. Um, if you, what about if you want to do 
promoted pins so that you can actually put some money behind to get in front of people as well, can't you? Do you recommend doing that? I do. I really like promoted pins strictly for the fact that when you run an ad on Pinterest, it doesn't die. It continues to live. Whereas if you do an an ad on Facebook or Instagram, you run it for a certain amount of times and then it's done. And mostly that's because the shelf life of anything on those platforms is like 15 minutes. But if you're doing something on Pinterest, the shelf life could be anywhere from six months to a year that it continues to bring you traffic. So something like my viral pin, which is how to clean up Pinterest boards, I run promoted advertising on them on that pin probably once every six months just to give it greater exposure because I know that it's a valuable piece of content. And there's lots of different options for promoted pins in there, but I always choose a traffic campaign because you're specifically paying for clicks to your website. And are are there any kind of um, restrictions in terms of um, the images that you use? So, um, you know, in Facebook, there's all kind of restrictions over the no more than 20% text or they've loosened that a bit, but still there's, there's, there's it's quite rigid. Is it, is it, can it be any pin, any pin that's doing well that you've seen would be worth backing with a little bit of a budget? Can you just choose that and then promote it into um, the, the search terms that you want to promote it against? Yeah, you mm. can. The, the okay. few things that you do have to pay attention to are you don't want a price on your pin. You don't want the words free. And it has to be, it has to make sense. It can't be like a bait and switch. So Pinterest will flag you after, you know, you submit your traffic or you submit your promoted pin. It goes through an approval process and they will tell you if they don't approve it or not. But those are the biggest things. And you can't promote alcohol as well. You also have, you have to say something in your pin about, um, you know, I can't remember what the guidelines are, but they do have a full set of guidelines, but it's not as strict as what Facebook says, like the 20% Mm -hmm. text thing. There's no rule like that. It's more just making sure that what is on your pin is clear and easy to understand to the user and that it's not this kind of jarring experience that your pin says something and your page says something else. And it also shouldn't be time sensitive. That's another thing that we want to be aware of is that if you're running like a Black Friday sale, um, you you know, are only going to get that for a short period of time. So it's not a wise use of your advertising dollars to run that that, you know, it just at that time, like on Black Friday, there's very much a lead up time on Pinterest. In fact, Pinterest tells us you need to start pinning relevant seasonal or holiday content 45 days before the actual event. So Facebook is very in the moment, in that time. If you're talking about, you know, Christmas, you need to do it, you know, the 20, 20th through the 25th of December. However, with Pinterest, Christmas can start as early as September, yeah. even July sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know it can. <laughs> um, so um, in terms of uh, posting, a question that I had for you is, um, what's your opinion on um, using the scheduling tools, posting through a third party like that, as opposed to um, native posting? Does it affect the reach in any way? Um, it 
It does not. In fact, Pinterest endorses a certain set of scheduling tools that have the approved API that they give. And Buffer is one of them and Tailwind is one of them. I prefer using Tailwind simply because of the ease of use and the analytical reporting. And they have a smart schedule that you can easily put your pins in and it will schedule out. But there's no negative effect to doing the schedule as opposed to live pinning is what it's called or native. Like there's no difference in those two at all. So feel free to definitely choose your route, but we do recommend that you go onto the platform to see what new updates they have, see what people are pinning and look at the other types of images that people are pinning simply for you to get ideas and know what's happening on the platform. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, But it sounds like it's a great opportunity for people who already um, create, for example, um, images that would go on other platforms to get them resized and reformatted into the correct dimensions for Pinterest and then at least be putting them onto Pinterest as long as you do a little bit of research into the search terms and and, and all of that. Um, Another question that I had for you is that, um, so say you have a, um, you've done a blog or a podcast or a video um, and you, you know, perhaps it's like a list type post or comparison or something like that and it would be perfect for creating an infographic. So you repurpose that um, blog post into an engaging infographic. Now that would be um, really good content to go onto Pinterest, would it not? Like, you know, engaging visuals, infographics, that kind of thing. Yes, that mm. would be. The only caution that I have with infographics is to note that they're really good at getting engagement, but not so much the click through because you're giving away all the information on the infographic. And so if you had something that was a quick list, like 10 ways to get more traffic from Pinterest, that specific kind of title there and pushing them to the blog post, you can even send them directly to a YouTube channel as well. As long as in that graphic, you also put that it's a video so that the user is aware that they're going to YouTube and they're prepared to watch a video. So infographics are fine. Just be aware of how much content you're putting on there and just leave just enough out to get them to want to come to your site to get more. Oh, it's really, um, that's a really good tip. So yeah, don't give too much away. Um, otherwise yeah. you just, you're just going to keep them on, um, keep them on Pinterest. Um, so the main, so, so what would you say are the main kind of, um, like images and content that's working right now on Pinterest then? The main type of content I think that's working on Pinterest right now, as it, um, relates to probably let, you know, if we're going to tackle like content, any kind of content marketing is to really give, um, solid tips and tools for how to do whatever it is you're talking about. So really equipping your reader with things that are going to make it better or easier is going to be the best way. So answering their most, their big burning questions, I guess, and tapping into what are their pain points and helping them with how you can solve those problems. That type of content does really, really well on Pinterest. Okay. And for you, um, with your uh, podcast, what do you do um, after after you've done your podcast? Is there any particular processes that you follow to get people from Pinterest over to listen to your podcast episodes? 
Yeah. So mm-hmm. what I do specifically with my podcast is I have some people who really like to read only. They're not quite yet podcast listeners. So we take and convert our podcast into a full blog post with a vertical image. And so after we publish a podcast, this whole thing goes up and then we pin it to Pinterest. And then we sometimes offer them a download that helps them put into action what we've talked about so that if they are just reading and they're not willing to listen, they really want to get deeper and they're able to download this freebie that we have. So that's probably the best way that we appeal to both podcast listeners and readers as they come from Pinterest. And then I always have a lot of links to other content on my site. I always have a shout out to either my free Facebook group or subscribing to the podcast. That's all in there for them to see pretty quickly because Pinterest users are pretty bouncy. They hop over. If they don't see what they need, they'll hop away pretty quickly. So if you do start to use Pinterest more regularly, you might notice that your bounce rate will go up, but that's not necessarily a terrible thing unless your bounce rate is like 98% that's probably something to dig deep into, but that's how we usually do it. We pin it right away to my main blog board, simple pin media. Um, I do have another board for the simple pin podcast. We can pin it there as well. And then whatever it talks about, whether it's Pinterest tips, blogging tips, social media tips, whatever it is, we kind of spread it out over those boards. And would you recommend if it seemed appropriate to create um, lots of different vertical uh, images to pin based on one podcast or one blog post? Or or is one okay? Yeah, you can definitely go more than one. I sometimes do two. I have done three at times, but it just depends on how many you're willing to make and then test and watch to see which one gets more engagement and then start creating that type of image over and over for your posts. Brilliant. Okay. And I I guess, um, would you recommend going over to Google Analytics and having a look there to see on the traffic coming in from Pinterest? Is that a good thing to do or would you be best just looking at the the, the Pinterest.com source, you know, the URL that you gave at the start to see how many things are actually being pinned. No, I definitely go to Google Analytics. And when you convert to a business account on Pinterest, you get Pinterest Analytics and they will also give you information about the pins that are getting the most pins and or most repins and clicks and engagement. But I do find that Google Analytics under social to see what pins are driving the most traffic to your website is actually the most beneficial place to look because then you can see where they're entering from Pinterest and how you can best optimize that post. Oh, okay. So that's much better then, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, Pinterest is really um, growing as a platform in popularity. It's growing year on year on year, isn't it? So um, I think it's just becoming more and more popular. And um, anyone who is listening to this, I'm sure if they're not on Pinterest, not doing anything there at the moment, I'm sure they're starting to think that maybe they should. Yeah, they should, for sure. So to to that person... um, I've got two last questions for you, Kate. Well, this second to last is um, somebody listening now, never done anything on Pinterest at all. What would be a good just first um, step to try and get onto Pinterest? The first step to get onto Pinterest, I would say, is to build out your profile. So get a um, profile that talks about who you are, just very simple. You use your same blog name, website name, 
and then create 10 boards that have to do with the top 10 things that you talk about and then begin to pin you can pin other people's content too. That's okay as well. Just to start to build up your boards a little bit, if, especially if you don't have a lot of content. But if you do have a lot of content, just start sharing that to your boards every single day. Be consistent with it, whether it's five pins, 10 pins, how many ever pins you want to do per day. The goal is consistency. And then focus back on your site to create vertical images if you're not already and start to add that into your workflow. That Pinterest is add these little things like the vertical image and then making sure that the pin descriptions have keywords and that's attached to the image. You can do that in the alt text portion of the image is just adding a simple sentence about what that image is because that's what Pinterest does pull right now is the alt text. They are supposed to also pull the title attribute for that photo, but it seems like there's a little bit of glitchy things happening right now. So you want to make sure that that's in your workflow as well. And then just start telling your audience that you're on Pinterest. A lot of times we jump into using the platform, but we forget to tell our audience, hey, we're over here. (laughs) (laughs) So tell them on Facebook, tell them on your email list, tell them on your blog, and then put the social button for Pinterest on your website so that people know to follow you. Yeah, shout out about it. That makes sense. And of course, if they want help, then they can come to you at Simple Pin Media as well. Yes, exactly. Um, Which which, which comes on to my um, last question, actually, Kate, which is that if people want to find out more about you, um, what you do, simple pin and just you in general then where can they go to find out more so i am simple pin media on all social platforms but i do have a pretty active facebook group and you can join that by going to simplepinmedia.com slash facebook and it's where you can get all the most up-to-date information on pinterest we welcome all newbie questions so there's never a dumb question in the group we're happy to help and there's a lot of people there who are actively using Pinterest who will jump in to give more instruction and then that's where I post a lot of the helpful articles I also do Facebook lives in there so it's just a really good place to start out especially if you're new just join the Facebook group if you are not on Facebook you can definitely go to my site simplepinmedia.com and I have a free planner that I've created with Tailwind and that can be downloaded for you to get all the information you need to do Pinterest marketing throughout the year. It's really easy to follow and super helpful. Oh, that's brilliant. Thanks, Kate. And I'll put the links to everything in the show notes. So if anyone wants to go over there, then just head over to the show notes and you'll find the links as well. Um, So that's great. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Kate. I really, really appreciate it. It's a brilliant episode. I learned so much about Pinterest. So thanks very much for your time today. You're so welcome, Amy. (laughs) And thank you to everyone for listening. And I'll catch you on the next episode of the Content 10X podcast.